Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. May the 4th. Welcome in, Stacking the Box, the NFL Draft in the rearview mirror, but that is not what we're starting with. What is going on with Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it? He doesn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers anymore. Matt Verderam, did you see this coming? By the way, good to see you, brother. Happy whatever, happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. Um, Did I see it coming? I mean, I think – it's been a fairly open secret that he's not been thrilled with them in recent years. Like that's kind of gone back to when McCarthy was there. Did I see it on Thursday morning that he was just going to leak that to Schefter and, and, and really stick it to green Bay? Uh, no, I don't think anybody saw it coming in that regard, but hey, look, man, that was intentional. That was a hundred percent on purpose. Like I, I love on, on Saturday at the Derby, he's like, you know, I'm really unhappy that it came out that way. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're the one who leaked it. You were your agent. And if your agent leaked it, God knows it came with tacit approval from you. So like, stop this idea that like, you're just so upset. Like this got out. No, you're not. Yeah. I would own it. I I was sitting there like, really? Cause I don't get, I don't, I didn't get the motivation. Cause I, I tend to believe everything people say, I guess. And I'm like, the Packers leaked it. Why would Green Bay do that? They're of are they not. Of are they trying to leak it? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, if you watch this whole thing shake, it was very funny because I'm sure as most people know, okay, and if you don't, then forgive me, but um leaks, like if I if I report something that I get in the leak, it is typically from either the player side or from the team side. Now, every once in a blue moon, you'll get something through a league conversation that maybe just kind of comes up in passing and you can confirm it. But usually it's from team or player side. Now, when this broke, it was very obvious that Adam Schefter was talking to the player side of things, whether it was directly from Rogers or from his agent, who knows, but from that side. Then immediately comes the team side from, from Rappaport. Like, it was very obvious where these where these sources were, which is, by the way, both guys, fine reporting, did a great job. But my, my, my point here is just that Aaron Rodgers sitting there saying, I, yeah, it's too bad it came out. What do you – just stop. It's clear as day that you want this, all your vagueness and all this crap. And then over the, the beginning of this week, Devontae Adams tweets out something to the effect of like, hey, you should really appreciate things while you have them. And Aaron Rodgers just liking the tweet. Like this, it's look, it's all this petty high school crap. If you want out of there, fine. Didn't say it. Then come out, do an interview. He's always on Pat McAfee's show. He does other stuff as well. Then come out and say, look, I've had a great run. We've had a lot of good times. I want to leave. Doesn't mean the Packers have to accommodate it, but he should just come right out and say it. Well, that's basically what he's doing, right? A little bit indirect, obviously, but he's asking for a different ending to his career, which, quite frankly, Verderam, hey, he deserves. You should be able to call your shot. You're Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers put themselves in this position. You trade up to draft Jordan Love. You haven't drafted enough. What have you got? They've drafted one offensive player in the last 10-plus years. Loves it. Yeah. So And right, who plays the same damn position. He can't be on the field to help him. It's just they Green Bay's done this to themselves. I thought that ESPN, along with uh, Adam Schefter and the reporting, but I thought they had did a nice job laying out seven teams that make the most sense to trade for him. They've got the Titans – with Tannehill 
and two first round picks going to the Packers for Rodgers and a and a fourth round pick. They got the Raiders and Derek Carr and a couple of picks for them. Uh, and you know, move on down to the Browns and Baker Mayfield. The one that I actually like the most. Uh, they got the Giants in there too. I kind of like Miami for it because, for at least from the Dolphins standpoint, you get out of Tua and you can just say that, hey, uh, you know, we 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 went and got Aaron Rodgers, and that makes sense. And the, the the I hate it for the Packers, but at least you say like we got a young guy in Tua, and maybe you can sell that. See, Go you, ahead. You don't need a quarterback like ESPN. I swear to God, sometimes it's like they don't cover the same sport. They have Jordan Love. What the hell do they want Derek Carr for? But but I don't think they think Love is ready. They they better, they if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they better think that. Because well, here's here's how I fall on this for, for for the record, okay. If you're the Packers and you trade Aaron Rodgers, you better think Jordan Love's ready to play. Because if he's not, it's a friggin' disaster. Like he better be able to step in. And if he and if they don't think he's ready to play, then I would tell him, then guess what, Aaron, you're signed for the next three years. You're playing here, or you're gonna go host and ask somebody for their daily double answer. That's it. Well, his most nuclear option, if you're Rodgers and you're just that unhappy, he could retire. Yeah. But then, but then he'd have to pay back a bunch of his signing bonus. It literally that's would never come. happening. Right. So Ever. it would. It, right. It, it, but that's his like the most nuclear. I hate you to the end of the earth. I am retiring. And here's thirty million, roughly, is the number. Yep. Back to Green Bay so he can be out of it, and then whatever. I guess he can unretire in a year, or I, I guess that's how that works. But I mean, no one's doing that. Come on, he's not doing that. Which is why, if I'm the Packers, I would just tell him basically. Well, I'll put this in a nice way, and I was going to put it. If I were the Packers, I would say we we respect you, we love you, we're not trading you, we are not trading you, and I don't care how upset you get, you can stomp your feet all you want. You're not getting traded. And if you want to revisit this next offseason, we can do that. But this year, there's no way in God's green earth I'm trading you. And so, okay, if I'm him and you, you uh, Brian Gutenkunst or whatever, yeah. Mark Murphy calls me up and says that to me, that's fine. I get it. I'm just telling you right now, I ain't going to play well. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you. Then I'm, you're not going to get traded again next year because you're going to have no value. Well, but he's never not, not going to have any value. No, I, mean, I understand that. That's what I would say. But I, but what happens if you if he says that? But what do you say back to Green Bay? Hey, dude, I'm just telling you, I'm not watching any film. I'm showing up on Sunday. I'm throwing it to the other team. That's what I'm doing. I will I'd say st- yeah. You, I would say then we will we will suspend you for insubordination. If you're gonna if you're gonna act, or, or we will you know what I guess you could you I don't know if you could go contract detrimental to you know no actually if he said that I would just say well then that's great then we'll bench you and you will lose value. You play that badly. Put, if, he put, if he start first of all, first of all, let's, he's not going to just start tanking games. That's not happening. He, People that are that competitive. This isn't the NBA where James Harden is just going <laughs> to eat himself to death at a buffet and put on 20 pounds and just start mailing it. It's just, you yeah. sure? Because there's plenty yeah, of guys sure. in the NFL that would do that. I'm not saying that. He's not doing th- that, man. He's not going to – He's one of his teammates would fist fight him on the sideline in the first quarter of the first game. Listen, that's I, not going to happen. For the record, I think that cooler heads will prevail with time and he'll come back and make nice, nice, and the Packers will win a bunch of games and they'll be in contention for a Super Bowl. That that would be my prediction. However, agree. Let, 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 let's play the other side of it out. Okay. You're, you're, you're Aaron Rodgers. You absolutely uh, – you know – you won't screw, play there. Screw you. I'm not doing it. Right. I am. And, and they agree to move you? Well, no, they they, they, they don't. They, they, okay. They, they dig it. Now, what do you do if you're him? Like, you literally can't get past it. I, I, would, I would make it very obvious throughout the entire course of the year that I want to I wanna leave and that I'm miserable. But I'm playing because I'm not giving back $30 million. Like, that is – and I don't know what – like, what else is – I mean, I guess the other option is you could sit out. And just say, look, I'm not retiring, but I'm just not going to report. But I mean, but you could do that. Huge fines for that, film. right? But then, right again, you're basically giving back thirty million because you're just sitting out. Right. I see. This is the problem he has. He signs for the next three years. If this was a one year deal, like if he was left with one year on his contract, I think it's a totally different story. Because then he could say, look, I'm playing this out. If you tag me, I will make your lives a living hell. Like I, I, I want the hell out of here. I think it's different. 
He's got three years left and Carp. He's coming off being the MVP. Like, it's not as though he's like still good, but like not as good. He was the best player in football last year. And listen, I will say this. I sympathize with him in this regard. I do believe that through a lot of his career, they have not gone on, on free agency the way they should have. Okay. They've always been cheap in that regard. And they have not drafted a lot of help around him in the early rounds. Like I, I totally understand that frustration. And McCarthy was a sideshow by the end of it. Now, the last two years, though, he's got LaFleur there. They have won a ton of football games the last two seasons. They have been to back-to-back NFC title games. They have been a very good team. He had the, arguably the best offensive line in football, a top-five wide receiver. Robert Tunyon looks like a really good young tight end, and they have a defense that, while not great, is at least a solid, like, passable defense, right? This is not a team that is terrible. This is a very, very good football team. They have the second-best odds, I believe it is, second or third, uh, with Tampa, to win the Super Bowl. It's not as though he's carrying some bum disaster of a team. Like, take the, take the legalities aside for a second. Deshaun Watson is totally different. That team is a, is a complete mess, top-down. All right. I get it. I totally understand. He's been beat to hell behind that line his entire career. They've traded away DeAndre Hopkins. They've had no head coaching in that, in that building. Like I get it. And so with him, it's different with Rogers, bro. You're in the NFC title game year after year. Like how, here's an idea. Go play better against Tampa Bay and win the game. Well, that would be an interesting thing, too. How much of this actually is the play calling of Matt LaFleur when it was all on the line and they took the ball out of your hands? A reminder that Stacking the Box is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC featuring the top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cocoa Bliss Vertoram. You love it, right? Absolutely. My wife uses it as well, loves it, could not give a better recommendation for it. Nothing feels better than when you get to enjoy the rich, smooth Stephanie Verram creamy chocolate, knowing you're doing something good for your body. They've got the 100% organic cocoa beans. Everybody loves that. Turmeric, MCT oil, Verram, you're a big fan. Coconut, Himalayan sea salt. You have no idea what that is, but you love that too. Cinnamon, black pepper. Uh, it's the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. This is how you do it. EarthEchoFoods.com forward slash Minute Media. EarthEchoFoods, one word, dot com forward slash Minute Media. And put in that promo code MINUTE15 and you get 15% off. Trust me, you will love when this product gets to your house. It's friendly for paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. And the Verderam diet, which is the best diet out there, damn it. Always. Maybe I'm sure it's you look more at Jordan Love and that pisses you off to the end of the year than you want to point the finger at the GM. But even the way they went about the NFC title game was like, dude, you have number 12. You put it in his hands. He's the damn MVP. I, I told, oh, look, we talked about that in, in the moment and we both agree on that. That was a ridiculous decision. But you know, you could also argue, hey, 12, the play before that, you could have walked in the end zone. I mean, sure. look, he, my point is, my point is not to blame either. It's shared. Right? Like, come on. He also drew a brutal no, – man, look, he drew a brutal pick in the NFC title game. He did not play particularly well on the stretch. Game. Now, he's the MVP. Like, the Packers have, have been negligent at times over the last decade. But, man, they've been pretty damn good, too. I mean, you're a Bears fan. Like, how many years have the Packers just been bad? Not many. No, listen, they've been kicking the Bears' ass for 20-plus I mean, years. Now. But you – but right, but they've – and, and, and give, know, them give them credit. They traded for Favre. They drafted Rodgers, all that. And, and they still should have won more than they have. Yeah, no, they should have. Okay. And also, by the way, from a historical standpoint, this is not like without precedent. Okay. So just briefly, in the 70s, the Steelers were winning four out of six titles. Bradshaw and Noel hated each other. Absolutely hated each other. Bradshaw to this day doesn't like Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll's been dead for years on end, right? Like they replaced him. 1974 is the first year they won. You know who the starting quarterback was that year to start the season? Joe Gillingham. Because they because Noll could not stand Bradshaw. They started, they tried Terry Hanratty during that season before they finally just said, you know what the hell with it? Bradshaw. And then they went on and won. The 80s, Joe Montana comes in. 
the guy is the quarterback of the decade, maybe the quarterback for all time. Bill Walsh brought in Steve Young and purposely stirred up a quarterback competition in 1988. Purposely did it in the 90s with Troy Aikman. Jimmy Johnson came in from Miami and brought Steve Walsh with him. Like it was so the, the idea that like this has never happened before and all like what an affront and how could they do this to him? Like this happens all the time. The Pats not it wasn't the first round. They they drafted Garoppolo early. And you know what? Brady just kept winning. Like, and it's just a, that's the thing with this love stuff that drives me crazy. Aaron, you're the MVP. If you just keep playing like this, it doesn't matter. They're not gonna bench you for him. Yeah, and, and look, whatever. Jimmy Garoppolo was a second-round pick, and all your points are, are extremely valid throughout the course of time. I love the I love that you brought up Montana and Young because if that happened today, oh my God, oh, it'd be insane. Right, you're, it's a it's an excellent point to look at the, at the history of the NFL and what has happened. However, we are in today, and they did trade up to draft Jordan Love in the middle. Not necessarily the middle, but in the back end. end of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying at the back end of Rodgers, is he okay. still in his prime? I mean, you, you can't even say he's not. The guy's winning MVPs. So it did it didn't make sense. But to your point, and I agree with you, hey man, life's not always fair. And yeah, you're really, really, really good at your job. So you have a lot more leverage than the rest of us out there. And you can throw a pity party and or no doubt. Just throw a nuclear bomb to try to get yourself out of there. But you might want to just, I mean, we, I just talked to Jimmy Garoppolo today and he, and Hey, are you bothered by them drafting Trey Lance and trading three picks to move up? Now he's been hurt and he's not Aaron Rodgers and all that, but he's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the first guy calling Trey Lance. You know, he, John Lynch is telling everybody that he can find that Jimmy Garoppolo called Lance. He was the first one. Like they want, they want people to know that, that, Hey, what he's not pouting. Everything we're doing is okay. Niners fans. Don't be pissed at us. Jimmy's fine. You should be fine. I mean, I mean I'll give you another one. Yeah. I'll give you another one recently. Now this is a little different, but it's the same, same church wrong pew maybe, but it's look, Taysom Hill was like coming on the field on third downs the last handful of years with Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't just like, I want out. I'm done. This is BS. I, I come off the field six plays a game. Like, look, I'm sorry. As great of a player as you are, if I were the Packers, I would. I would tell him in the kindest way he can take his request and stick it. We're not trading you. It's great. Like I well, if, it, if you're Brian Gutekunst and you trade him, that's what you're known for the rest of your career. You traded Aaron Rodgers. And for people who say, well, this is the same as the Brett Favre thing, that's bullshit. It's not even close. Favre kept telling them he was retiring. And they got a replacement. And then he was like, oh, I want my job back. And they said, well, Brett, I mean, we've got to move on here. Like, you, you know, you're every other year you're ready to walk out of the door. That was a totally different deal. Yeah, and they totally. had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if they knew what they had, but they had an idea they had something. But that's the thing, too. Look, if you're Green Bay and you traded up to draft Jordan Love, knowing you had to know that this was going to cause a major rift with your quarterback. And you had to know that at some point you were going to move on from him. Right. So he's an MVP. He's got, I would think enormous value. And, and maybe to your point about 10 minutes ago, okay, fine. Don't acquire a quarterback in the trade, go and get, a top wide receiver that you want, go and get extra draft picks, however you want to go about it. But you made the decision to draft Jordan love. He's sitting there. He's learned. It's probably time for him to play, get everything you can. It's not going to be popular and move on. I wouldn't have done this, but that's kind of the spot. You that's you, you put yourself in well, this spot. If there's yeah. And I will, I will say that if there is a thing to blame the Packers on, it is the fact that they drafted Jordan love and they didn't talk to Rogers about it first. Like, and people could say, well, they shouldn't have to talk to him. Well, they, yeah, but come on, this is real world, okay? And in 12 years, when the Chiefs decide to draft a quarterback, okay, they should absolutely talk to Mahomes. Like the Packers should have let him know, hey, man, this is what we're thinking. This is what your star guy, which just, you, you know, look, you're at the back half of your 30s. Like, we're just, we don't want to get caught flat footed. I think maybe he wouldn't have loved that, but he would have understood it. Like, whereas all of a sudden you're sitting there on draft night, hey, Jordan Law, like, I, I get it. It's different. Now, I'll finish with this. I do think, though, if you're Rodgers, 
He's got one bad bit of, of, of a scenario here ahead of him that Watson, again, legalities aside, does not have to deal with. Watson has no trade clause. He can kind of decide where he wants to go. Rodgers can't. Rodgers can sit there all day long and tell them, I want to go to Denver. I want to go to Las Vegas. And by the way, uh, I think Denver would be an amazing fit for him. Like, I, I think they would be immediately a Super Bowl contender. The Raiders, to me, is a waste of time. They have no defense. But the Broncos are really interesting. But you said it, Carm, and this is where I and, I, and I tweeted this 10 minutes after the news, the Dolphins are the team I'd watch in this. They have a ton of draft picks. They have four first rounders over the next three years. They could get more than that. You know, they can add to that hall with, with, if they trade Tua, okay? And that team is immediately in the conversation if they go out and get him. And the Packers, what the hell do the Packers care where Aaron Rodgers wants to go? They don't care. Why would they? So that is something to watch. But I, I do find it fascinating. I, in the end, I know other people. I'm on maybe in the minority of this. I do not think they're going to trade him. I don't. I, I'm with you. Like everyone's, he's not coming, but these things always tend to work their way through. Some conversation happens. Brian gets on the phone. Aaron, look, man. Uh, trade Jordan Love. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, what the hell? Just trade him. Right. Hey, hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Th- this is the problem? Really? Well, look, I, I, we, want, we like Jordan, and, and we want to help his career along, and we also want you to be happy. So is that going to do it? And he'll say no. I, who knows what, what, uh, who, what the conversation would be. But that's... I'll say this, though, man. If you trade him, and then Rodgers is still throwing a fit, it kind of makes him look like the a-hole. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's From plenty a PR of people... standpoint, it kind of makes him look like the jerk at that point. Right. And teams care about that stuff. We've discussed it, which I never quite understand why. Because, listen, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you ain't punting on going to Lambeau Field and or watching Green Bay on your couch. You're always going to be a Packers fan. So I never understood quite why the narrative matters. Because Green Bay fans are Green Bay fans for life. I mean, I was driving up into Wisconsin last week on a, a little vacay uh, and I'm listening to WTMJ 620, which is the big news talk station up there. I mean, that's the lead. That's all they're talking about. It's oh, not even. A, it it's not even a sports. It's not a sports station. That this is it. Aaron Rodgers wants out, and 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 everyone's pontificating why. And it, I mean, it's 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 what they're talking about. It's the lead on the news. Like it doesn't. Packer fans aren't going anywhere. So look, whatever whatever. I don't know. I, that part of it just doesn't really make sense to me. Do what you think is best for the organization and, and, and have, and be done with it. So at the end of the day, which that probably is keeping Aaron Rodgers, but nothing lasts forever. And if he's miserable and you like love, you know, have some, have some frank conversations. Yeah. It will suck if you trade him and they'll hate it, but they'll still be in the seats. They'll be rooting for Jordan love. It is time for us to get rich. Hang tight. We'll be right with you. It's stacking the box. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hey, listen, we we had to get to Rodgers first, but now I, I'm going to cede the floor here. We stay in the NFC North, and we continue to talk about quarterbacks. I wrote my column. I don't know that civilization's ever seen where the Packers have been getting hammered for their quarterback situation, and your Chicago Bears are being lauded for their handling of the quarterback position. Thoughts on what was uh, a – a stunning evening for the Chicago Bears on Thursday night. So first thought, Ferdinand, because of my ego, I'm very disappointed that I was not out in front of this and predicted on stacking the box that this is how it was going to go. So I'm kicking myself for that one. As well you should. Secondly, so here I am on vacation at dinner, and we, you know, they, this, we were at this Kohler, Wisconsin. They've got these shuttles, right? And so they shuttle us over to this dinner place. I walk in. And I see on the scroll, Bears Justin Fields. 
And I'm like, hang on a second, Chelsea. Let me just figure, let me, let let me, this was not on my timing here. I did not think that uh, I thought I had plenty of time to take this five minute shuttle ride. And, you know, so I'm just caught off guard. The bears make this trade. And as the first round was unfolding, it was like, well, that's uh, another defensive player going. This is working out particularly well if they are going to get aggressive, but I still didn't think it was going to happen. And then they did it and they didn't overpay. I, th- I think there, you know, it was a fair trade. So, and I love, and, and Justin Fields, the more you learn about him, the more you like him. I, I, you know, the dude's got the arm talent. He's got the speed. He's scoring higher in intelligence test than anybody else has in the history of sports. So I don't know what's not to like here. And I don't care that Ryan Pace perhaps saved his job. Like just bury that one. You're, you're trying to win football games. The bears needed a quarterback. They went out and got one. He has a chance to be the best quarterback in the damn draft. Trevor Lawrence included. I don't think that'll happen, but I certainly think he has a chance to be the best of the rest. So it's just unbelievable. And I could not, be- and then last one here, Verram, I couldn't believe the consensus opinion of Chicago. If you trust social media, which in this case, I think you can, people were so damn ecstatic about it. It was, it was like, there's part of me that thinks, Hey, just because the quarterback they drafted looks a whole lot more like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes than Mitchell Trubisky. He's not that quarterback. But I just there there's there was something I think that really Chicago just felt like they had wrong they had righted a wrong uh, by drafted Fields and and I hey he's he was impressive in his press conference the guy seems incredibly well composed the epilepsy thing that kind of does scare me you know he takes five pills a night uh, but whatever he's managing it that's that's the only thing that's out there that you do kind of wonder about but I I, uh, I I I hey listen. Huge, huge day in Chicago. I don't think you can understate, overstate it. I mean, I think there's a lot of people in Chicago who would throw a family member on, onto the Dan Ryan if it meant getting Justin Fields, right? <laughs> so, I mean, they they get him. And, yeah, I don't think they overpaid for him. I thought it was actually a really fair trade for the Bears. I, I thought they did a nice job to get up there. And, look, we both have crushed Ryan Pace, and deservedly so. Like, I'm not going to sit here and apologize for crushing Ryan Pace. He's been bad for a lot of his tenure. But if Justin Fields turns out to be a franchise quarterback for the next 15 years, well, that's what matters. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you can be a, you can be a crappy NBA general manager, but if you draft Jordan, like it works. So we will see if Justin Fields can approach uh, Jordan esque levels here. If If he turns out to be a Scottie Pippen, you're pretty damn happy, but he, listen, he changes most importantly for the Bears, other than the obvious, which is he gives them a potential answer quarterback. He changes the narrative around them. The last oh. handful of years have just been, how could we not take Watson? How could we not draft Mahomes? We got Trubisky. This is awful. I mean, just like you, I, I live here. This is, I mean, you hear it every day with this team. Oh, my God, we're starting Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. This is terrible. You go from almost dreading the season as a Bears fan to like, man, we have Justin Fields. I can't wait to see what he's going to play like. And they can sit there all day long and say, well, you know, it's a quarterback competition. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because they need him to win this job because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy would like to keep theirs. They are not. There is, there is no chance Justin Fields is not playing for them starting out of the shoot unless he's hurt. Oh, I think you're wrong on that oh, one. Oh, no, come on now. I'm telling no, they, they dude, will, dude, the dude, fans dude. will revolt. They will storm no. the field if they put Andy Dalton on that field week one. I, I am I would bet a lot of money that not only will Dalton start week one, but barring an Andy Dalton injury, I would bet he plays at least the first half of the season. They are one hundred percent going with the you're Alex Smith. You're Patrick Mahomes, you're Andy Dalton, you're Justin Fields. And I actually think it buys them some time. So it will take less pressure off winning this year. Now, the problem with that 
is that the Bears defense is getting older. How much does Akeem Hicks left in the tank? He definitely took a step backwards last year. That dude's been a force for a while. Once it goes south for a big defensive lineman, it tends to go south real quick. So I don't that that gas tank is 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 headed towards empty. And even Khalil Mack, who was hurt last year and maybe will be healthy again, but you know that that thing is closer to the middle at best uh, versus completely full. So that your your defense is diminishing and you lost Kyle Fuller because you're in salary cap hell because of the pandemic which is a huge loss so uh waiting has its penalties but I don't think you're going to see him on the field the first half of the season we can it'll be interesting to see how that one unfolds I would I think I don't know if we can if we can do this legally I'd like to make a significant wager okay he's on the field let's go I mean by what October 1st you want to say that he plays before you want to make a significant wager where I feel real comfortable you I, I will take him off there for the first four weeks what do you want to put out what's Verderan putting up do we want to do money or something just funny uh what I, either way let's I will okay how's this um I was gonna put up a a Michael Jordan jersey that's crazy yeah, w- which would be. You know, I, mean, I got. I got. I got here. I got. I got a good yeah, idea. That would be for the I, listeners I just, I, out there. Here's what I want. Okay, for the listeners out there. Here's here's the stake. Here's the terms. Carm does not believe that Justin Fields will start in the first four weeks. Now, injury does not count here. Like if, if Dalton like breaks his leg or something, then then, then the, the bet's null and void because that's not fair. First, if but if Fields starts in the first four weeks. Then I win the bet if he doesn't carm wins. I want anyone listening out there, leave a comment in a review of what our bet should be. Okay. Now it, look, it's got to be realistic. It can't be, you know, if one of us loses, we got to jump off the top of a 10-story building. Like it's got to be something realistic. Can be can be money, can be just something funny, whatever uh, you want to do. Leave it in the comments. Leave it, leave a review with a, with the, that and we will read them off. You got the whole week, and then we will we will decide which one we'll we'll go with if, if one of them strikes us. I, I think where you just went though might be it. Uh, one of us jumps off a building. No, no, not off a building. But once the winner hits next year, full uh, clothing perhaps in into into Lake Michigan in a stacking the box sweatshirt. You got to walk in and dunk yourself. All right, that's, that's leader in the clubhouse. Let's get some, let's get the uh, I want to hear from the people. But I mean Sean Daly's putting in the chat uh, that that we should do a tattoo. Um, I will uh, lie and say that because I'm Jewish, I can't get a tattoo, which is uh, partly a Jewish thing, but that's not really the reason. I cannot have needles going on into my skin. That's just not gonna work. I wouldn't even me. care, but my, my wife would care. So I can't do it. <laughs> but like, but we look, we want we want people leave a review, leave your thoughts on it. What should the bet be? And we will revisit this, and then and then we will we will come to a conclusion. All right, fair enough. Let's let's move on. Go Bears. Uh, I talked to Garoppolo today. Are we putting that on this podcast, Verderam? We are. Uh, we are not, as far okay. as I know. Okay, fair enough. Well, and and he Jimmy was very polite, and uh, he was working with his father, and they're with Klein Tools, and uh, his dad's a, a forty-year. Uh, I think is elect electrician. He's, you know, Jimmy had a huge amount of respect for his work ethic and all that. He was incredibly pleasant to talk to, but I don't think we broke any news on, on anything in there. I know we didn't break any news, uh, but he's, you know, super positive with Trey Lance and, and whatnot. I, I don't like what the Niners did. I know our guy Hunter Armour, who's uh, leading the video team, is is a fan of, of San Francisco. I think Garoppolo is getting an A for how he's handling it without a doubt. But just quickly, your thoughts on what San Francisco did? Uh, look, I think if I think if they were going to take a quarterback, I would have taken Fields. But if it was between Lance and Jones, as it reportedly was, I think they went the right direction. Now, I I do think with him, with Lance, he may sit a full year. He might sit. I, I just don't get it. Three hundred and eighteen passes at North Dakota State. It's, it's a big bet, man. I, I and I I've been on record. I believe I've been on record. I would not have done that for the Forty ers yeah. I would not have done that. I, and it's not because I don't think Lance has potential. I do. But you just mentioned why. I mean, that is a, I mean, that is a tiny sample size. He has some accuracy issues. 
I I would not have taken him with the third overall pick. But yeah. they were going to take a quarterback. I would have taken Fields. I would have taken Fields if I were the Jets. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with everything you just said right there, but uh, and so which is another reason why Bears fans are super happy because they think that teams passed on fields like they passed on Mahomes and Watson. We shall see. It'll be it's going to be a very, very, very interesting time in Chicago. Uh, speaking of that, who had the best draft? The Bears are certainly up there, uh, but you got the Los Angeles Chargers on your list as well. I have Bears one. Okay, I did my power rankings for Sack in the Box um, with the ten classes, and I had the Bears number one. Because I also really like Tevin Jenkins. Like, that was a that was a good pick, man. So let me just say something about Tevin Jenkins that I uh, learned doing my research on Tevin, who's coming out of Oklahoma State, and grew up in Topeka, Kansas. So he's ta- tackle for those who don't know. Yeah, and he right, and he well, he might played, be right tackle for the Bears. But he, he he came out as a lot. Well, and they just let let Charles Leno go, so apparently they're going to move him over to left tackle. He's played all over the line. I, I it's a big ask that all of a sudden you're going to move him to left tackle. And his comments in his press conference, uh, my goal in life is to, to, to stick you, dig your face into the dirt. I mean, all, I mean, just complete a meathead NFL offensive lineman, exactly what you want. And then I go back and watch the video and he's, you know, he's wearing glasses. He, he looks more like an engineer. So I'm trying to figure out like, which one is it? Like, hey, yeah. Will Shields looked like a science teacher and then just destroyed people. I mean, there are plenty of guys like that. I, I get it. I get it. You don't necessarily have to look the part. And having emotion is, can you know, that's a great range to have. Uh, where I'm going with this is he, he kept on complimenting his father. Thank, I want to thank my dad. And, I, you know, normally it's your parents if you're going that way. And so – you learn that his mom passed away when he was eight years old to breast cancer. And he's got a tattoo on his right shoulder with the, with the ribbon uh, for breast cancer. And uh, the year that she was born, which is 1973, he wears 73. So I think I'm, I'm thinking that's gotta be why. And he does this dear mom when he's in college and it's super ass vulnerable. So here's this guy who's like, say, I'm going to stick your face in the dirt. The, the number, the only thing I care about in life is protecting my quarterback. You hit my quarterback. I got a problem with you. He's talking about after the whistle. Um, so I, he's just, he's an interesting, he's an interesting guy that the bears. No, uh, I like rel- the pick. I think he's a really good pick. And you're right. The charge of the other one. Look, I thought they did a really nice job. They waited and got your guy out of Northwestern or Sean Slater, who I think is going to be very, very good. And then I, I talked to Asante Samuel Jr. for the column about a month ago. I was super impressed with him. I really like his film, and they got him in the second round corner. Of course, Asante Samuel's son um, out of Florida State. So I thought the Chargers did really well. Wasn't in love with the back half of the draft. I thought those first two picks really, really nailed it. I thought Cleveland had a great draft too, by the way. So they had a really nice draft. Yeah. What did you think of the Patriots? Mac Jones, boom, bust, New England waiting. I, I kind of think it's going to be just okay like I don't I don't think it's going to be a disaster like I don't think we're headed for like Akili Smith but I also don't think we're headed for like Tom Brady part two here I do think he landed in perhaps the best spot for him to be successful I agree and what I would also say there has been a lot of noise about Garoppolo in New England and I asked Jimmy this do you think if your money was different, you would have ended up with the Patriots? He's like, I really don't know. But the Patriots, it seems, could not figure out how to make the money work to bring him over there. Garoppolo's making, I think, $27 million this year, 25 or 27 Whatever it is, it, it, it wasn't able to be worked out. So they ended up, well, we'll take Mac Jones. And New England could have moved up to get fields, but didn't. Uh, I, I'm assuming... I don't know. It, it's it's well, it's 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 interesting. Look, Jones. I mean, here's here's how I view this. I agree with you and what you said. Um, best spot for him, and Belichick is going to know everything about Mac Jones because he knows Nick Saban. They are best of friends, so he's going to know everything he, there is to know, good, bad, and indifferent about Mac Jones. Um, so that that to me matters. The problem I have with it is that offense still stinks. Like Mac Jones is going where I mean, who's your number one receiver? Kendrick Bourne. Right. You got problems. Not great. Like, and that matters. Like I, I and Belichick, is he the same guy with, with Mac Jones at 69 years old that, that he was with Brady in his late forties? 
Like, does does he have like the same amount of like, all right, here, let's, let's get in here. Let's see. maybe he does. I'm not saying he doesn't. I don't know Bill Belichick at all, but like, I mean, does he have the same amount? Of, like, okay, let's do this, or is it really more like Josh McDaniels is coaching? Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's. Is this the latter? I'm not feeling great. I think Belichick at this point is a, is a little bit of, uh, of of Yoda with the quarterbacks. Like he'll come in and he'll make his little comments and just basically he'll just like look at Mac Jones and say, work harder. And then he'll leave the room and, and, and Jones will somehow get it. It's going to be a whole star Wars situation in new England there. I'm reaching big time here, but I'm thinking that uh, look, Josh can take the wheel here and then Bill can come in with his expertise. And, and by the way, talk about having, if you need it, and I doubt he does, but a little extra motivation, I would think that's a guy that you really want to please, right? You're not going to want to go sideways with Belichick. Speaking of, of going sideways, by the way, uh, let's look at the Raiders. Is John Gruden and or Mike Mayock going to be there for another two years? I mean, Gruden's got the 10-year deal that's uh, in its embryonic stages here, if you will, but Mayock could be a different story. Yeah, I, I really thought about this because their draft, in my opinion, was not good. And I think that's a pretty widely shared opinion. They took three safeties in the draft. They just took a first round safety two years ago on Jonathan Abram. What he's he's garbage now. You're done with him. That just didn't work out. That was quick. That didn't take long. Like this is Mayock's third draft. And I'd argue outside of okay, look, John, Jacobs is fine. He's a running back. Outside of him, Max Crosby's pretty much like the the plum of this this group. And I like Max Crosby, but. That's that's not a whole hell of a lot to hang your hat on when you've had a ton of draft capital from that Khalil Mack trade. Like Cleveland Farrell needs to be a lot better than he is. And Jonathan Abram needs to be a lot better than he is. And Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs last year, both of them stunk. Like they need to be better. Now maybe they are. Okay, that's one year. But I got to say, I think with Mayock, I would take the under on it on two more drafts of him, man. And and I don't and, and I want to say this. I don't think Mayock's the one calling a lot of these shots anyway. See, that's the interesting part because whenever I hear Mike Mayock speak, I'm like, this guy knows football more than anyone's ever known football. Uh yeah. I would I he's a pretty smart guy. And I, I do not think he's pulling the trigger on a lot of this stuff, man. And I have not seen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've broken down Alex Leatherwood, their, their first round pick number 17 overall, the offensive lineman out of Bama. But I have not seen a lot of people who like that pick at all. Well, I just, you know, from people I speak to, there's just a lot of thought that they just reached like, drastically. They could have maybe got him in the second round. Uh, now you hear some stuff, maybe Baltimore would have taken him. Okay, maybe. But I mean, even then you trade back, whatever. And we'll see. You know what? A lot of people thought they reached on Colton Miller. And he's turned to a good player. So maybe the Raiders are right. Like, I, I'm willing to say that. Well, and okay. At the end of the day, if you get the pick right, that's all that really matters. That's, that's all that, that's, that's true. But I'm a cake and eat an ice cream. Let's, let's, let's cake and eat a two guy, right? If you could have had him in the second round and got another pick out of it, that is an elite general manager. Well, now, maybe he's where, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, this is where, like, I, to stay in that division, actually. And I, I want just to quickly, I know we have a lot of Chief fans listening to this, and I, I just wanted to bring it up. Look, I thought the Chiefs showed how you should manage a draft, okay? They had a huge need, and they went out and they used their first-round pick to get Orlando Brown, okay? So solidify that need. Then they go and they have two second-round picks. Now, Nick Bolton is a linebacker of Mizzou. I'm not over the moon about it. It's fine. Like, I, I don't have an opinion really one way or the other. Kind of wait and see. They draft Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma, who some people thought was like a real early second-round pick. They get him. Might be the best center in the draft. Then they go in the sixth round, they draft Trey Smith out of Tennessee, the guard, who was the number one recruit in the country the year he came out. Now, he falls to the sixth because he's had some blood clot issues. On the field, he doesn't have an injury history, and the guy is an absolute animal. In fact, our old friend here, Jeff Schwartz, he, he was texting with me after the pick, and he was he did a show with him uh, on Fox Sports. He told me, he's like, look, bro, if he wasn't hurt, he would have been a first-round pick. Like, if he didn't have the blood clot issues, which, by the way, have not been an issue now for Trey Smith for two seasons, he's like, he'd have been a first-round pick. Now, you fall that far, it's because a lot of teams have a lot of medical concerns about you. Maybe it doesn't work out. My point is, the Chiefs throughout that draft, not just with those picks, but throughout, got a lot of really good value, where the Raiders – 
you're like Leatherwood wasn't a value. Then okay, you take three safeties, like not a lot of value in that. Like it's just for the record, though, I think Gruden will still be there because they just they paid him a fortune. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, and right. I don't I don't think he is either. And shout out Jeff Schwartz. He nailed, and I thought he was wrong because everybody was saying that Mac Jones was going to the Niners. And he's like, Mac Jones will not go to San Francisco. He's, I think he had that tweet either the day of the draft or the day before. And I'm like, Jeff Schwartz, you on the, you on the ends here, you, you know, something. And, and, and he did. So our, our guy, um, hashtag the Schwartz clan and, uh, good luck to Mitchell as well, uh, on, on whatever he chooses to do next. Quick timeout. Stay with us. You are listening to stacking the box. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Let's let's run through our inner outs here. We got four of them for you as per always. The Cleveland Browns moved in the AFC's second spot. The entire AFC. Verteram. I'm out, but by a fraction. I love their draft. I like that they did in free agency. I don't care about Clowney at all, but I like the fact they brought in John Johnson and they, they go out and they get your guy Newsom out of Northwestern, okay? They bring in uh, Jeremiah Owuzu. Uh, I am going to screw up his last name. I'm not even going to do it. Um, I had another name, the linebacker in the second round. I had another name. That'll work. So I, I, I apologize. I hate not being able to pronounce people's last names because my last name gets pushed all the time. But Rotorame. Yeah, you go. Um, but I think they've done a nice job, man. I do think they're still behind Buffalo a tick because of Allen. I think Allen's is better than Mayfield, and that to me is a separator. And both of them are chasing Kansas City. But I really do like what Cleveland's done. I think Cleveland's the best team in that division. I think they're better than Baltimore. Hey, Cleveland. Trade Baker to Green Bay. That's my suggestion, pal. You really want to give Baker the big contract? I don't think you do. Maybe Green Bay bites, and then they trade uh, Jordan They ever Love. got Rodgers, he'd be the best team in the league. I mean, if they got Rodgers, let's, let's go. Kansas Bare City. minimum, they're on even footing with Kansas City. I mean, let, let's – Let's let's roll. Let's 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 try to end the the, the brown drought right the hell now. I, I would I would be interested in having that phone call. Lamar Jackson, uh and I'm I'm out on them being in the second spot. I I I do think that they're still I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm not Third? fully I don't know, man. I just I, I don't love 12? Baker. I I don't I don't trust him. <laughs> there I I won't put I, I'll, I'll leave them in the top 10, but I don't, I don't have them uh, up top at number two. I think, I think, you know, I, I would still put Baltimore ahead of them, obviously Kansas okay. city. Um, and, and even from there, like uh, who else did you put in front Tennessee? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not a huge, I like, I, I jumped on the Browns last year as far as like, let's hang around her, but they, 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 they got in the playoffs, but a uh, Buffalo for sure. Yeah, I'd put them third. I would put them third. Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore. Now I got them fourth. Titans, five. Where are you at, Indy? I see you with Carson Wentz. How, that is an affront to the Browns. If it you is. Put Carson Wentz ahead of the Browns, man. Come on. I Come on, Tua. You're about to step up. I, I don't, I'm not going to put him behind the Dolphins. But I, I do. I put him right with Miami in my mind. Like, it's a big wild card. It's exactly what's oh, going to happen. Okay. I, um, so, all right. Let's let's go. Lamar Jackson will throw for at least 3,500 yards in 2021. How many did he throw for last year? Let's Under 3,000. Oh, boy. Uh, that's going to be a significant jump. What do you think? In or out? Uh, so, look. I put this on here because they have done a lot to add to their receiving core. They drafted two receivers, uh, and, and, and they took Rashad Bateman in the, uh, in the first, okay? They added Sammy Watkins in free agency. They still have Hollywood Brown. They still have Mark Andrews at tight end. Now, his, his career high is 31-27. They did that in his MVP year. Last year, 
the reason I put 3,500 is, man, they're going to compete. They're going to really, like, legitimately go to the playoffs and be a pre- He has got to throw the ball better. They, they, and by better, I mean more volume. They've got to be able to get chunk plays in the passing game. That said, I'm going under. I just don't – I know, and some people say, well, it's Greg Roman. Greg Roman's not dumb, man. He's a really good coordinator. They play this way because they have to. And I don't trust Sammy Watkins because I've watched him for three years in KC, and he will have two games where he's incredible. He'll have five games where you never hear of him, and he'll have nine games he doesn't play. I just – I don't know. You know, Bateman I, I think is a good player. Um, but what is the opportunity? Like, I just – I still look at them, and I just don't see it, man. Like, it's like, who's who's the guy that it's third and eight, and you've got to have it? A, do you believe Jackson makes that throw? And B, who's going to catch it? That's my concern with them. It's it's a fair concern. I do think at some point, and so we're going into year four here, you're, you're going to have to tra- transition a little bit more than just uh, – Lamar Jackson, straight unbelievable. We're going to let him run for or be our leading rusher. And last year he was over a thousand yards, a thousand five. That that's that number's got to come down to preserve him. So I'll I will stick with the in that he will have the it'll be a huge breakout year at this point uh, to go for over thirty five hundred. Now you, this is a good one for him. I'll be watching it all season long. I will remember this moment here on May the fourth. Uh, the 49ers will start Trey Lance for at least nine games this year. I'm going to be decidedly out on that one. Where are you going? No, as am I. We can be short on that. We talked about it a little earlier. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I just was, I was curious where you sat on it. But yeah, I'm out. I don't. Yeah. I think I think as long as Garoppolo is healthy, he'll play most, if not all, the year. Yeah. The the words out of Kyle Shanahan was like, you know, if we didn't have Garoppolo, it would it would freak us. So I, I think I th- this is very much an Alex Smith Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one is Trevor Lawrence will win Rookie of the Year in or out. I, I think you just kind of have to be in, right? You do. Like, you do. Started well. Let's let's pivot then, real quick. Just for just real quick, who if it's not Lawrence, who do you think wins? Got to be an offensive guy, unless you just want to go way off the board. Hold on a second here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick quick little little peek here. One of the Uh, other quarterbacks. One of the wide receivers, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is an interesting call. Um. Hmm. Zach Wilson's an interesting call. He's certainly going to have an opportunity to do it, but I don't like where he's landing. Justin Fields? Uh, I don't think it's going to be Fields. Uh, I can't go against my take. I'll there. go with Kyle Pitts for the record. Okay. Because he's not uh, going to get doubled in that offense, and, and they're going to throw the ball a ton. And, you know. But I, I like Lawrence as the, as the answer. Uh, yeah, it's, you, it would be very, very unlikely – uh, that would be a disaster for Jacksonville if it isn't Trevor Lawrence. Let's put it that way. He's going to have every opportunity to do it. Uh, all right, let's wrap up here. Varam, in the what's going on section, you have Derek Rose is better than Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm not going to even be offended by that comment. Go ahead. Uh, let's just, 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 you know, fire away on your D Rose love right now. It just doesn't stop. It's unbelievable. The man had 25 points last night. And, and I shot the ball 15 times. I think it was like 11 to 15 or so, like 10 to 14 or something. It was ridiculous. I, I continue to be amazed. Like, I always laughed at you. And I, I it fooled me a cold here when you'd be like, they should retire his number. He's incredible. The Knicks <laughs> should retire his number at this point. It is like, I know he doesn't have the, the explosiveness, like upwards, like vertically that he used to. Obviously, like his knees, unfortunately. But, I really do wonder if he didn't get hurt after now having watched him on a day in day out basis, knowing that he is not the athletic player that he once was. I really do wonder like if he didn't get hurt, he would have been one of the greatest players of all time. Was the youngest MVP in the history of the league. So there's the guy is like like as a basketball player, he's a savant. He creates passing lanes that don't even exist because it's just body control and manipulating a defender. He, He's getting to the paint, and he has all these like little moves that just kind of get him open enough. He hits these floaters, and he'll shoot a three, and he'll hit that, and he'll steal a pass. You know, like, the Knicks are twenty-one and eight when he plays. It's unbelievable. Like their bench. Look, everybody's talking about the Knicks. If you're an NBA fan right now, because they're just so you know they're different. It's exciting. I've been awful for twenty years. And everybody talks about Randall, and rightfully so. I mean, Randall's the MVP of that team. He should get MVP votes. And, and Barrett is one of the most improved players in the league as well. And he's 20 and he's just, he's just, you know, a young star. Right? 
they would not make the playoffs if they did not have Derrick Rose. And Derrick Rose, by the way, if they win a playoff series, he's going to be the reason because their bench is better than almost any other bench I've seen in the league this year. Like, they're coming out with him quickly, Alec Burks. Like They've got Taj Gibson coming off the bench, who, by the way, last night just completely destroyed Valanchunas in the paint, <laughs> just mauled him to death, and he had five blocks. It was insane. I'll, I'll give you a crazy Derrick Rose stat, and now it's only a – we're doing the smallest sample size here. But he has shot the ball in two games this month 26 times. Ten of them – 20 of them? Ten of them are three-pointers. He's seven for ten from three. <laughs> Carm, it's unbelievable. That that's in, that's insane. He was eight of eleven against the Rockets in a in a huge blowout when he was eleven for fifteen last night. In his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, he's been he shot under fifty percent once. That was and it was a disaster against the Bulls. But that was yeah, a game like the Knicks ten or something. Yeah, he was two yeah. of eleven. That was a game they won by nineteen. Uh. And the Knicks are just winning games. They've One, won. two, three, Twelve four, of 13. five, six. Twelve of thirteen. They don't lose. And the game they lost to Phoenix, they Randall played the worst game of the season, and he and they went toe to toe with them the entire game. Like they did not. There was no quitting in that entire night. Like they, I really started the year with no anticipation whatsoever. Like I never have because they're terrible. And then it was like, okay, like they're kind of hanging around 500. Like, that's cool. Like, I, if, dude, if they had gone 500 this year and missed the playoffs, I'd have been thrilled. Like, that was fine. Thibodeau's got him going. Quickly looks like a young player. Then all of a sudden, it became like Randall might get MVP votes. And Derrick Rose, who I will admit, when they traded for Derrick Rose, I was like, I do not want Derrick Rose. He was terrible here his first time. Like, why are they doing this? They gave up Dennis Smith Jr. and a second-round pick for Derrick Rose, who, by the way, now I would sign to a multi-year extension. It has, it has become unbelievable. If, man, if they could pack the garden, he would be beloved as much as anyone in that building right now. Uh, man, that sucks. I, I, would, I, would, I would so want that for him. Uh, they're nine over for the record. It's and, unbelievable. And very much likely to – have home court in the first round and play either yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta and, Miami. or Miami. I guess I, Boston's Boston's still hanging. You, they they could win I, any of they can win that they're series. They're going to win a first round series, which I have not been able to say like confidently even throughout most of this year. But we're to the point now. They're great defensively, and by the way, if you look at their numbers, and I know people. I'm sure people really care about this in the the box, but this is what it is. Look, if you look at their numbers, man, the last month. Of the, they're as a team shooting fifty percent from downtown. It's unbelievable. Like well, they just allow- do not miss. Well, they're allowing the least points in the league by a fairly significant margin. One hundred four point six. What they're giving up. Miami second at one hundred seven point three. So three. I mean, three points is a. It's a. That's a pretty large gap. Uh, and I. You just brought up uh, my guy Tibbs, and I remember talking to or getting to, you know, texting with Robert Ford, voice of the Astros, huge Knicks guy, huge Mets guy. And he's like, am I going to like Thibodeau? I'm like, dude, people dog Tibbs. He makes everyone better, man. The dude is just, he's, he is, uh, you'll, he's not, he's not a 10 year guy, but he's certainly, but he's a good five year guy. He better be a 20 year guy <laughs> because I don't, man, look, I will, I will personally wrap on this. So I know we're running a little long here, about, about an hour, I guess. Um, he, they were playing the Rockets, who got or just got awful, right? And the Knicks, to their credit, the Knicks, by the way, started a six-game road trip out west on Sunday. Okay, that road trip includes the Rockets and the Grizzlies, who they just played. Now they'll play the Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers. This is a gauntlet from hell. They go out there having won, having won ten of eleven. They go on the road. They go play the Rockets. They beat the brakes off the Rockets. Then they could play on a back-to-back when Memphis is a night off the night prior. They go play Memphis. John Morant scores six points, and the Knicks just blow them out at home. Like, score 118 points. But what I was going to say was, in, in Houston, the Knicks rarely ever yank their starters, as you know with Thibodeau, not something he's a huge fan of doing. So they're, they're, But they're up by like 30-some-odd points in the fourth quarter against Houston. Houston goes on like an 8 nothing run to cut the lead to 24 points. 
with like five minutes to go in the game. And Thibodeau called timeout and went berserk. <laughs> like went out of his mind. They put they put Barrett and Rose back out on the floor with five minutes left. He just was not going to accept that they didn't play well for a stretch of like four minutes with their with their end of the bench in. He doesn't care. And it was a message. And it, it's why they're playing as well as they're playing. Verramp, good to be with you, brother. And uh Listen, Julius Randle, you get a ton of credit for how hard you've worked, but you're averaging five more points per game this year under Tibbs than last year. That's significant. Now, he did average 21 when he's with the uh, Pelicans back in 19. Yeah, but his efficiency is ridiculous. And he's, it, right. he's, he's going to make, unless he, God forbid, he gets hurt, he's going to make more threes this year than he made his entire career before this season. That's true. He's it's unbelievable. He, and he's shooting 43% from the three-point line. Uh, that's, that's, that's nuts. All right, everybody, thank you for watching. Watching, I would say listening most likely to Stacking the Box uh, today and every week. Subscribe, rate, we love you. And, yes, weigh in on what the bet should be with Justin Fields and uh, Verderam and myself. Yeah. I, I do like going into Lake Michigan, but, hey, uh, anything that's – you know, not going to kill. River. Yes, there, that's true. Anything that's not going to kill any of us, either one of us, will. It's on the table. Throw, yeah, we'll consider it for sure. Verram, any final words? You want to say goodbye? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. We'll be back next week when, who knows, maybe Aaron Rodgers will still be at the Packers. We'll see. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.